Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series, Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name's John Sieber. I love that. Yeah, we're a podcast. We're just a podcast. We're just a podcast. And it's the beginning of a new era. Ooh, I'm excited. Mm, yeah. It's, listen, it's the the 12 people that still listen <laughs> that will remember the pre-days and the after-days. That you, we can't lie anymore. We can't be like we don't we don't drink and pot at the same time. Know, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we are drinking seltzer. We're Seltzers, drinking. The, the thing that makes you burp. That's great to talk on mm-hmm. air with. Yeah, yeah. And also, we had a bit for a while. Whenever I'd get on Instagram, I'd say, "What's up, YouTube?" Now. And now we're now it's the what's up YouTube era. Yeah, that's make true. sure to make sure to mash that like and subscribe. Yeah, smash that like, smash that subscribe. Hey, are you into movies? Are you into chick flicks and fucking John Corbett? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. It's we're our, it's our, not our first film. No, but it's our first. We've seen of this new era. We've seen yeah. uh, New Year's Eve. Yep. Shitty. We've seen Holiday in the Wild. We've uh-huh. seen Holiday in the Wild. Whoa, Kevin, what was that? Whoa, Kevin, what? This we need some transparency. We've seen Sex in the City one. We've seen Sex in the City two. two. Shitty. <laughs> uh, one good. <laughs> two. Penny. And uh, we are taking the deep dive into movie exploration. Yeah, I, I, I know that I'm a stickler for context a lot of times, but I think it's appropriate. Even though we've talked about it a million times in the podcast, it's appropriate to welcome people into the new era and say yeah. not only what this episode is, but let's quickly, what's the new era? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to go through, uh, we're going to go through movies. Yeah. We're going to go through movies that deal with love, romance, sex, maybe cities. We may even go to the country. Ooh. That's possible. We may even go to Mykonos. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Sex in the city, as in a Mykonos, city right yeah, yeah sex in the city a city in greece yeah we're not um, going to athens yeah and uh and we're gonna break these movies down talk about their cultural context talk mm-hmm. we're gonna take uh we're we're going to the mount everest to the mount rushmore mm-hmm. to the, the the mount olympus the mount olympus of films mont blanc yeah mont blanc yeah we're going we're gonna go through the big movies that's yeah. right with that's i mean 
Is there a common theme between these movies? Are yes. Are we going to do Predator? Are we going to do Star Wars? Lord of the Rings? No. Ooh. I think we're looking at these films. Basically, we did 190 episodes of Sex in the City. It's mm-hmm. a lot of Sex in the City. It is. All right. It's time to graduate. It's yeah. time, especially after, especially after the, uh, the unprovoked, the unprovoked assassination of Steve Brady. <laughs> yeah. it, it was time. It was time to leave. The assassination of the deaf coward Steve Brady. <laughs> yeah. What? 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 Miranda? Miranda? What? <laughs> Where's my apples? We're watching movies. <laughs> when I said the deaf coward, I just meant that they made him not be able to hear in the show. Yeah. You're giving him a deaf voice. Well, no, I leaned in, but I backed off as it came out to make it more <laughs> dumb. When, but yeah, Kevin, I mean, I started there. Kevin, this is a new era. I know. <laughs> I was leaning on the fact that it was all audio. And, and if someone was like, why would someone make a deaf voice for Steve Brady? That was inappropriate. I'd be like, it was Corey. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely yeah, it's Corey. Hard, it's hard to do that these days now um, not with video cameras. Yeah, we're we're doing rom coms. Mm. I, I think essential. I mean, I think we're gonna we're, we're gonna maybe veer into some other areas. I think our white whale is something that we we can't tackle. But the first, we talked a bunch about just doing when Harry met Sally, and we're like, yeah, but then we it's one and done, right? Yeah. So if that's the vision, is that the that is the white whale of, of rom coms? It's the greatest rom com. I think it's time. also important to know, like set the record straight. I. My relationship to rom-coms is very much like that of Sex and City 190 episodes ago. I have yeah. seen very few, if any, maybe a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like my exposure to rom-coms is limited. Yeah. Yeah. Where where are you two at? Uh, I would say I'm strongly in the middle. I've seen a lot of the hits. It just I've... takes some time. <laughs> Sorry. To get through the best romantic films. Everything, everything will be all right. I can't yeah. think of another line that has to do with rom-coms. Um, <laughs> this is the Jimmy World Podcast. This is Jimmy World Podcast now. Sorry, welcome to the middle. I'm Corey Cavan. Um, uh, I've seen the hits. I've seen When Harry Met Sally. I've seen You've Got Mail. I've seen 27 Dresses. Mm-hmm. But then there's a lot of other ones I haven't seen. Yeah, and I've seen... I, I basically have seen a lot of art films because that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. And then with, there's... So many of these wow, movies. Humble brag. No, it's a, it's an it's the opposite because I thought I would I thought I'd have more people to talk to to be like, have you seen Hiroshima Mon Amour? It's a French film. What are like, have you seen Ghostbusters? I'm like, no. They're like, you fucking loser. <laughs> what a way to what a what a spot on way to lean into. I've seen too many art films. They're like, and I'm also lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen way too many art films, and I'm also no one will talk to me. I don't have anyone to talk about. All I do is stare at these leather shoes. So I've seen a number of these, but like last year, actually almost exactly a year ago, Harlan, our good friend who we'll probably have on the podcast regularly. Friend of the pod. Now that we have a little studio to feed him whiskey at. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is his whiskey stable like he's a horse. But um, last year when it was like restaurants were closed, it was super cold, he found out I hadn't seen Jerry Maguire. And he's like, dude, you're fucking coming over. I feel like Harlan loves rom-coms. He loves them. And also... So then he, we watched that. We watched another movie. And then when we were starting to put together some films for this, I was like, dude, it's not even interesting. Because there's so many bad rom-coms that mm-hmm. are just like a copycat of When Harry Met Sally mm-hmm. that really like like the second highest grossing. And maybe it's good. But the second highest grossing rom-com of all time is What Women Want, the Mel Gibson movie. Crazy. And it's like, I don't know if that holds up well. 
I, that movie is similar to wow. just Mel Gibson himself. I don't know well, if it holds think, up. Well. I think what women want in that equation is Mel Gibson to go away. Yeah, I was gonna say just Mel Gibson doing whatever he wants in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That's clearly not what yeah. women want. That's not what women want. Women just want him to get his Laker tickets back. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and he didn't call the cops sugar tits. Oh gosh, no. I think he. No, yeah. I think he did. He called her sugar tits. So, anyways, so then I was like, listen, we're not gonna lock ourselves into having to watch twenty-seven dresses and what women want. When there are other incredible romantic films out there, so so sometimes was the, the cop a male? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that would be less offensive, actually. But I was like, you know what? It would be better if we we get Sex and City is great, yeah. so we got to talk about great films yeah. that deal in sex and romance. Yeah, and uh, and so that will include Titanic. Ooh, you know, like because I was like. That would be more interesting to break down Titanic. Yeah. You're the it, one who curated the list. Well, I... You, you talked closely with Harlan. You spoke with Katie. Yes. I, I vetted the first, the first like, 10 to 15 movies. I'm just saying, we were like, we got to have banger after banger. Yeah. We, are, we are going to fucking hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully... And then we can get to Marry Me. We can get to Marry Me. Marry Me. me. Wow, you're Jennifer Lopez. Wow. That's all. The only reason I'm doing this podcast is so after 190 episodes, I can convince you guys to watch Marry Me with Instead me. of When yeah. Harry Met Sally, it's When Mary Met Johnny. Yeah. That's the name of the podcast. Oh, I can't wait. Our entire thing, just like that, um, you know, like our our goal is to like get someone on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like we got Sarah Jessica Parker on last Yeah, time. I want to talk about that. Like what? So I want to set a podcast goal right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Who is the leading couple of romantic comedies? Is it Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan? Yeah. It's so, Meg Ryan. It's so, definitely Meg Ryan. Yeah. Well, what's her name? Uh, Miranda, even they make fun of that trope and then just like that. She's like, I don't want to be Meg Ryan. Okay. So, but then she also sticks her head out of a cab and says she's in a, she feels like she's in a rom com. She's right? also like, no one's ever fingered me like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, first of all, I'm calling a shot. We're getting Meg Ryan on this podcast. Cool. All right. Who is? Did I ever tell you a Meg Ryan story? No. I was I was uh, on a work trip and we were like on three different flights because our entire like work team was going on this thing, and a guy that worked on the show that I worked on, we were all going to the Super Bowl, and who's he, the guy? He's a writer on a show. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was, he's a, he's a writer. His name's Jeremy. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a, I thought you. I thought it was Jimmy Fallon. It was not. Being, no, no, okay. no, it wasn't Jimmy. It was a guy. <laughs> named, it was a guy named Jeremy who was a writer for okay. the show. Jeremy Fallon. Jeremy, Jeremy. Fallon. It was Jeremy Fallon. <laughs> but he was sitting beside Meg Ryan on the plane because all these celebrities are flying to the Super Bowl, and he was just like, "Oh gosh, okay, play it cool." And then Meg Ryan dropped her phone between the seats. You know how it's like super hard. Anytime you drop a phone between the seats, it's, it's the like worst. super hard to get. She's like the pincers. Yeah. And so he said, she was just like, Oh gosh, I oh, was just trying to get her phone. And he was like, Oh, can I, can I help? Like what's going on? And finally she was like, yeah, um, can you call my phone? And he was like, um, and she goes here, um, uh, I'll just here, give me your phone. And she just put her number in and was like, right is it ringing down there and he was like i think and then she finds she goes oh here it is thank you so much i appreciate it he's like yeah no worries she goes oh here's your phone and then he just is like i have meg ryan's phone number oh my god he just i don't i don't know i was like did you save it he was like of course i saved it i bet any any sort of little interaction like that that she has that to her is just normal like oh i can't 
I, I don't have change at the grocery store. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, anything it's like in the other people's minds are like, this is basically the beginning of a movie. I know. <laughs> that's why, she's like, yeah, it's just my fucking life. That's like, why when she goes to audition, she's like, what do I do? And they're like, just do what you do in yeah. real life. Yeah. You do rom-com moments all the time. Yeah. Um, but who, she, she gets off the plane. She's like, I do this bit where yeah. I get like guys to fall in love with me. Cause I'm, I don't mean to be funny. People just find me cute and funny. <laughs> I mean, exactly. did, were you, did you live in the nineties? Yeah, exactly. Is, is Tom Hanks, uh, also up there. I want to I want to make two called shots and then when we get both those people on the pod, I want to play this clip. So Meg Ryan is one of them, who is the second? I mean, I think if we could get Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. We're getting Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan on the Brad Trouble. At the same time? No. Yeah. I don't think at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to, just That's wanted a to little shoot, too. Uh, going to shoot to the moon on we'll that. We'll shoot one. for the moon. We'll keep it in the solar system. I get that. Yeah. I mean, okay. We'll play this clip. We um, could. We could try and do Hanks. There's something. Even though it's like I want Chet Hanks. That's who I want. Oh, uh, dude. If we had Chet Hanks, that'd be sick. Chester Hayes. Dude, if we could get him to record the intro song. Oh my gosh. Well. All right. We got our goals. All right. So. All right. Let, so, yeah. We so, got. We got movies to watch. Let's so start the movie. Is, well, this is what this is what I would transfer to. We're, the reason why we're starting with this is because this is the high. This is one of the highest grossing films of all time. Okay. Um, it, it's incredible. It was. It made two. We're starting with Avatar. We're. St- <laughs> um, we're starting with. Uh, we're starting with my big fat Greek wedding. Ooh. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, Corey. I've seen it. Ah, I saw it. I have seen it. Yeah, you rascal, you little slapdash rascal. So this is kind of right up my alley. This kind of gets me a little chubbed up. <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding started as a one woman play. What? Starring uh, Nina Var Vardalos. Nia. Ni- Nia? Nia or is it Nina? I think it's n- Doctor Nia Wallace. N- Nia. It's Nia. Nia. Doctor Doctor Nia Vardalos. Yeah. Var- Vardalos. Yeah. So she did it six weeks at the Hudson Backstage Theater in 1997, and then she said later. She said she wrote it to get a better agent wow. as a joke, and it was so popular. And guess who fucking shows up? Corbett. A number of Hollywood executives and celebrities saw it, including Rita Wilson, okay. who herself is of Greek or- origin. Do you know who her husband is? No. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Uh, Do you know who her son is? Chet Hanks. Yep. <laughs> so guess it what? It all comes back. And Oh, holy shit. This Hanks production, Playtone... That Thing You Do, which we should fucking watch. We should watch that movie. I've seen that movie. Such a um, good movie. That Thing You Do, or Playtone is is his production company. Yeah. They yeah. made the movie. Oh. Oh, my God. Hanks made this? Yeah. That's why Hanks is coming on the pod. Well, when we get Billy Crystal on, we'll tell him that Hanks made this movie. Yeah. And then when, when, then when Hanks that's is on, we'll tell him. That's the only thing we'll tell Billy Crystal. That's it. And then we kick him out. Um. So let's, let's watch it. So he, just a quick breakdown of how we're going to watch these movies, because I feel like we need to... Discuss that as well. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna watch them all in three acts. Yes. Yeah. Just very similar to what we did with Sex and the City. Do about a half an hour or the first act. Mm-hmm. We're gonna watch it and then we're gonna come back and talk about it. Yeah. And the reason why we're doing that is because all the film podcasts that I listen to, it's kind of like it was so fun when we would do Sex in the City to like not know yeah. the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think it'd be fun to like have the experience of, of like not knowing. Of not of us not knowing us coming back and and getting to do that and that hopefully we can go into deeper themes like I think after this we'll come back we'll just be yeah. like oh like I didn't know that you could soak feta in brine <laughs> you know or you could be like 
what is what is a kalamata olive <laughs> what well, how is it different than a green olive yeah and uh and things like that yeah exactly what is spanakopita and yeah. then we could be like did you know 2000 years ago in their culture it was cool to have sex with kids <laughs> is that is there a scene of that I, in my I, big fat creek wedding? i just love the people that have have signed on to a rom-coms podcast not knowing the past history of the bradshaw boys like our normal fans are like oh we expect this but okay listen to the, the stick around you know, please if you're new stick around please you know what's worse than the past we history of the seriously. bradshaw boys the past history of grecian culture better asty not a great history all right, let's fucking watch my big fat Greek <laughs> wedding. Here we go. All right, Katie's going to do a summary. Katie, take it away. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who are you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Bros. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, directed by Joe Zwick. Everyone in the Portocalos family worries about Tula, played by... Nina Vidalas, still unmarried at 30 years old, she works at Dancing Zorba's, the Greek restaurant owned by her parents. After taking a job at her aunt's travel agency, she falls in love with Ian Miller, a teacher who's tall, handsome, and definitely not Greek, played by John Corbett. Tula isn't sure which will be more upsetting to her father, that Ian is a foreigner or that he's a vegetarian. And now, back to the boys. Wow. What a big, fat first act. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. The crazy thing is, what time did we stop that? The, the first, What time did we guess that the first act ended? Kevin said, once, once we were in the, once we were in all the setup of the first act, it was going the way we thought. And Kevin said, I bet at... 30 minutes solid this act is over and at 29 minutes and two seconds the act that was pretty much our act we decided that as soon as that as soon as corbett and tula is that her name tula tula um met we decided the first act will be over as soon as they go on their first date yeah like 29 minutes whatever he was like we go to dinner with me yep which was amazing i i wonder when we go through these movies and we look at them scientifically, we should actually put together like a spreadsheet. Oh yeah, yeah. how the act breakdowns will go because I bet they will be within minutes of each other. Oh, totally. Well, also Which it's like insane. you, you got to think any rom com is pretty much always a big Hollywood movie. Yeah, and yeah. those are so structured in terms of screenplay and act break. So yeah, I bet they're all going to be like to the minute like a minute yeah. or two apart at most. Well, also because I wonder what the, what, we, and we can Except look. Except when but, we watch a, the, a David Lynch structured yeah. rom-com. <laughs> yeah. It'll be different then. Um, anyway, sorry. But I wonder what the inciting incident would be like her seeing uh, Corbett at dinner, which I guess we'll break down what it is. But then I wonder what, what re- represents the be- the end of the first act because we could feel it. But the inciting incident isn't the date, or is it the date? 
Uh, the first of all, I, what is an in, inciting incident? That's like well, John. Let's talk about three act structure, yeah, Hollywood three act structure in movies. Also, well, it should be said, uh, people should watch these movies along with us. Mm-hmm. I would think that people are probably not going to watch them an act at a time. But right. if you but do, it, we it, ended at minute twenty nine. Yeah, we ended yeah. we ended at minute twenty nine, and if, it's on HBO do, Max right now. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to watch a movie in parts, which I do sometimes, yeah, do it. Um, Inciting incident in any story is like the incident that creates the conflict. Got it. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I, I guess I would say act. Well, yeah. I mean, act one would just be our, just our setup, really. Yeah. I was just. I wonder if if I'm confusing it, or I guess there could be multiple incidents. But it, is the incident in this like oh? I don't like my life. And then this like guy comes in, mm. you know, she's like, I need to, you're getting all this set up. And then it's like, then they, they see each other and like, mm-hmm. well, at first she sees there's a spark. She let's, likes him. I, let's start I, with an overview of what happened. Yeah. You do, and then the, we can do yeah. that. And then I actually think I have something for what our inside incident may be Perfect. also. So I didn't catch the year that this is taking place. Is it supposed to be early 2000s? 1800s. This is the 1800s as okay. seen by the large computer screen that <laughs> yeah. she was learning. No, I think it's, I mean, class. the movie. 2002. So yeah, the movie came out 2002. Okay. So it's probably present day, present early, day early 2000s. Yeah, okay. something like that. 2002. Um, yeah. right after, uh, I feel like it has to be a little bit pre, based on the computers, it yes. has to be like a little bit before 2000. Yeah. I would say this is like 99. Late 90s. Mid yeah, 90s. Late 90s. Uh, we're in Chicago, mid, Illinois. Mid 90s. It's a Jonah Hill movie. Uh, we're different city, which is great. Yeah, uh, Chicago, not in New York anymore. I'm from Chicago, so I have a little bit of uh, knowledge of that city, which mm-hmm. is kind of exciting. Huge Greek population, really, and it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like any of them are having sex. <laughs> well, if they are, they're having a lot of sex because they're cranking think, out a lot of babies. I think grandma's having sex. Yeah, well, she's getting. Um, and uh, we have Tula. Tula is Tula. Um, a thirty-something-year-old woman who I believe uh, she's thirty. 30, she 30. She's exactly 30. Mm-hmm. And she works at her father's restaurant, the Dancing Zorba. She mm-hmm. is uh, Greek, was raised in Greek school, and comes from a very, very proud Greek family. Her father, the patriarch, loves reminding people that he's Greek. He loves um, windexing everything, and he loves that every word has its root in Greek. Mm-hmm. He believes that Windex can cure any ailment. Yes. From psoriasis to uh, COVID. COVID. <laughs> and um, he tells her that she's just looking, that she looks You got old. to use the ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> Opa. Opa. Anyway. Um, and uh, she's 30 years old. He tells her constantly that she, she looks old. Yeah. And um, she feels stuck in this life that uh, kind of is formed as a result of her upbringing mm-hmm. and she's kind of questioning whether or not it's even worth dreaming because of uh feeling trapped with her family yeah um she convinces her mother to convince her father to allow her to go to harry s truman college and study computers yep so that is what i think real quick is our inciting incident that she hits the place where like my life sucks she goes to try to ask her dad and he says you look old yeah why won't you just have babies and well, she he's breaks just down. like going ham on a like a like an old register Ab- abacus <laughs> yeah he's just he's got his abacus out <clears throat> but i think that might be the inciting incident because that's what kind of gets her to go to school which yeah. starts to kick up the change in her life but she's already seen corbett at this point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, prior to going to school, she was a, a, a worked at the Dancing Zorba, and John Corbett came in mm-hmm. with what was the instrument? It's like the it's the the, the chimes, the harp. It was like a, a wind, like a chime, like a string chime. When he when a, we saw him, instrument? does Zorba has that? No, like that, like played when he first appeared. Oh, oh like yeah, very yeah. like it sounded like harpsichord, not harpsichordish. It's some sort of harp, yeah. And uh, she goes and learns computers. She con- convinces her dad to let her go work at her aunt's travel agency where she's the head of computers. And uh, John Corbett sees her a few times and eventually comes in after getting a minor accident and asks her out to dinner. And that's where we stopped. Yeah. We got wow. a lot to unpack. Wow. Really interesting that you'd call that a minor accident. He, is, he, he was assaulted... By by an elderly lady, she just fucking rocked the hell out of Aiden. Yeah, just started beating the shit <laughs> out was, of him. There was a you know this from living in Chicago, but there was a whole there was a whole epidemic where old people were playing the knockout game with younger people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she was doing. She was like, "Look, there's someone who's six seven. Let me see if I can reach his face. Let me see if I can knock his ass out." Yeah. So, um, that was great job. Great job. So the the first thing I want I, I need to look up is the Greek Turkish War because oh yeah because um, the grandmother comes to live with them and she yeah. is mistaking everyone for Turks and she hates the Turks she hates the Turks and uh, looks like nineteen nineteen through nineteen twenty two so she would have lived through that she would live through that so there you go so she's she's you know going into senility. And thinking she's seeing Greeks everywhere. They say yeah. she sleeps with a Turks. knife under her pillow. This, oh, wait, Turks. The, this is when the Turks. Ottoman yeah, Empire Turks. was just like tearing people apart. This is the same time that they... Greek expansion. What's they, it say? Greek expansion. This is the same time they came and uh, came after the Armenians. So Turks not very liked that at that period of time. The least. Turks went after the Armenians? Allegedly. <laughs> As an Ar- As we, we should say, you're an Ar- you're I, Armenian. I am, I am an Armenian man. Well, um, why don't... Why don't why don't we start with this, John? Because we can talk about plot stuff, but it seems like the reason why this movie resonated so far was like, I mean, this is kind of pre-girl boss movies for okay. for girls. And that's it's true. like, that's even why the father character, like, it almost seems a little brazen. He's like, you're meaningless if you don't get married. Yeah. You're yeah. ugly. He doesn't say you're ugly, but it's like, you look no. old. Like, you... What would... What is the what is like you said pre girl boss movie? What is like the first girl boss movie? Um, I would that's say a, that's a great question. What year would that have been around? Like twenty fifteen? Earlier than that, I would I would say I would say this this seems like I mean we're we're in like the the past era of of girl bossness. I think now I don't mm. I think it's like kind of a little played out. Okay, but I I don't know. I would have to think about that. But it just seems like there's a subtlety that like, um, in this movie that it's like the reason why it's set out to even be told and why it resonated with people is it's like conservative background yeah. or like a throwing off the expectations of your family in order to uh, go out on your own and yeah. like how difficult that was for her to do that with her father. And she even still had to ask permission, and she's still like, "What do What do I do with my life?" Right. Um, and so, I, I, and then you said, as they were talking about lots of stuff, you're like, 
are Greeks just Armenians? <laughs> so it is interesting that it's that same war. Yeah. So I guess what was it? Do, do you have any of that with your family history? I, mean, my, or? I think my mom would watch that and feel a lot differently than I would. My mom is, you know, first generation, but uh, like I, her grand, her father gave me like strong my grandfather vibes, mm-hmm. oh, just okay. like very traditional, very like proud of where, and and I'm I'm proud of my my heritage as well. I'm Armenian amongst other things, but very proud and and like this is who I am. This is what what I am. At least the way I remember him, and uh, in this, it's Windex with with my grandfather. It was like duct tape. Like he would fix everything with duct yeah. tape, and mm. thought everything could be fixed by duct tape. Mm. Every like he would put, had duct tape parts of his car engine back together, and it's just like yeah, it that. When I first saw that, I, I got strong grandpa vibes. Yeah, and that's got to be depression. <clears throat> era stuff too right? yeah probably yeah just yeah totally and i think world yeah. war Two. yeah 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 and i think when you when you come to this country too and you're just trying yeah to get by it's just like totally you, i don't know you you attach yourselves to those things also but. i'm letting you know as someone who suffers from eczema does windex work no have no. you tried it no i haven't tried it but what? i you were- I, no, I know lots of things irritate it. Don't the, knock it. Try I, it. I will put I will put Windex on one of my eczema patches, <laughs> and we'll we'll do a live Instagram over the over the week. I'll do a check in on it. Oh my gosh! Um, one thing you could use. Do you did you ever see? You don't mess with the Zohan. Abel's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know he puts hummus on everything in that movie. That's but funny. He's, Dude, he's this always like put some hummus on goop. It. Goop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just funny that you're like Kevin with the Bradshaw boys. I'm gonna try this new (laughs) eczema treatment. You're like, you're like my grandfather thought that you could fix everything with duct tape. True. This guy is just like, you can fix the skin with the Windex. I'm like, dude, there's there's no connection there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but but I'm curious because you you mentioned this being like a pre girl, like this having significance and being relatable because it's a pre girl boss movie, but. Okay, I wonder, I, I wonder was, if this is mo- if it, this is relatable because this is n- how life was with everyone, and still might be outside of social media having like a huge impact mm-hmm. on the way people view the world mm-hmm. and like Midwest family values. Mm. I I would say this is not the first one, but I would say that the proposal is one of the biggest rom coms ever, mm-hmm. like f- financially. And in that, Sandra Bullock is like, I'm at the top of my industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy who's my idiot assistant. Mm-hmm. And he and then I have to get married to him and I don't like him. But and Wait, it's, why does she have to get married? This because she's gonna get evicted or uh deported. Oh god, um, okay. Which we should do that movie at some point. Like it's it's yeah, it's okay. I don't know that movie. She's gonna get deported. She's gonna get deported to Canada, I think. Is she something. Canadian? And um, she has to like yeah. keep her citizenship. Okay. Yeah. But I don't remember all the specifics. All I know is like it it is definitely like she is a beautiful woman at the top of her game that yeah. doesn't need anyone else's help. And gotcha. she has to learn how to how to lighten up it is not like the man's gonna teach you yeah this and that's just that would be an example of like girl boss yeah and the interesting thing is like all these stories they have to go through you know tom hanks and rita wilson and everyone in hollywood have to see this and have to be like this is going to resonate around the country yeah so it is interesting once you get to the point where a movie like this comes to be like people have kind of 
beta tested and was, yeah. was the original one woman show did it take place in Chicago is that because the woman who wrote it is from Chicago or do you think they chose Chicago second question as a follow up is since Chicago is like the city and it's not Chicago is not as much uh, as the center point of this story than like Sex and the City is mm-hmm. but Chicago has been in some pretty important movies and so my question for you all is what are the most iconic Chicago movies and or television shows? Ferris Bueller. The Untouchables. Oh, The Untouchables, yeah. Such a good movie. Is that is great, that great about rom, the, great is rom-com. That about Mob? The Mob? Yeah, it's about uh, it. it's about Elliot Ness. Okay. And you so said good. and you said Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. I would oh, say any uh, any uh John um, Hughes. Jenny John Hughes. I used movie. to deliver pizza to him. Yeah, he's by told, the way. Great tipper, uh, right? Great tipper. Um I'd say Family Matters is like big Chicago. Oh yeah. oh yeah, Family Matters for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a huge, there is a huge Greek population in in Chicago. I, I don't know like what the area would be. Whoa, called. sadness. What on the way? Okay, first of all, uh, Nia Vardalos, who Badal. is the lead, and this is her story. Mm-hmm. Um, she is from Canada. Okay, Ooh, yeah. interesting. However, okay, yeah. So, uh, and it says. I don't. It doesn't I, sound like she moved to Chicago. But she did do Second City, which oh. is uh, it, it's in Chicago. In, in Chicago. Chicago. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So the guy who plays Aiden's friend. Yeah. Is her was her husband from 1994 until 2018? They got divorced. Wait, is that oh, Ian no. Gomez? Ian Gomez, the bald guy. Yeah. He's the bald guy that is is sitting with. Uh, he was on Felicity. Corbin. Okay. Yeah. Well, so R.I.P. to that marriage. But so he, they were married in the movie, or in in the movie when the movie was shot. They were they married. were married. Yeah, nineteen ninety four. They got married. So, okay. so yeah. I mean, you said that Greek town's like big time in Chicago. Yeah, there's a huge Greek part. It's like right over by the United Center, like kind of like west of this, like west western part of the city. Okay. First of all, I don't want to, I don't want to show my cards and be biased here, but. Greek and Mediterranean food, hands down, my Best. favorite cuisine. And it's so interesting because there's not a, even close. There's a great Greek restaurant here that I that Katie and I always go to. We used to meet every Thursday there because we both worked in the area. And the guy who waits tables there. He always says the best Greek food in the country is in Chicago. Really? That's what he would Does always... Does he sadly say that since he works at a Greek place in New York? Yeah. He's no, Greek. He, he, he he just, that place is a great he place. He's just it's Village to Vermont in, um, in like Union Square. Oh yeah, have you been? There? It's like it okay. looks com- super unassuming, but it's actually really, really good. Was it called Greek again? Food Village Taverna. Oh yeah, heard of that place. I love that place. Um, you think everyone in Astoria is just all mad all the time because of the better Greek foods in Chicago? Maybe I'm, I'm sure it's it's got to be like a pizza thing though. I'm sure P- Astoria Greek people probably think Chicago yeah. Greek food is not as good. Yeah, it's there's some prob- good there's yeah. some good Greek places. In I feel Astoria. like that's typical of this. Also reminded me, you said it about Armenians, but it's like I went over for. Uh, I was in uh, West Side Story when I was in, uh, when Get I was out in of here. high school. I played Tony. I was pretty bad. And uh, <laughs> Wait, how did you die again? I, Spoiler alert for West Side Story, by the way. Uh, yeah, I was like... I love this story. I was like, wait, just... You told us after we watched the new West Side Story about how you died. Well, I said, like, hold your hand and they're halfway there. Hold your hand. <laughs> You made the noise. I made the death noise. I mean, how else would people people would know I died <laughs> unless they heard the noise? 
So I had to stay in for rehearsals and my parents went to go do our normal like Thanksgiving thing and I couldn't leave. So I went over to my um, my friend's house, Alyssa Plakis. Shout out to the Plakis family. They're a big, oh, yeah. big, a bunch of lawyers in, in Northeastern Ohio. Yeah. And it was it was kind of crazy because we haven't got to the crazy family parts, but you just got a feel for like, she's like, this is my brother. He's like, he's nice and he's going to be married one day. This is my other brother. And my cousin, they fight all the time. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And I went over there and I'm not kidding. We were sitting around a table and I think I'd had feta cheese maybe on a thing, but it was just a big block of feta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like handed it to me. They're like, they're like, like, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. And I was like, I like couldn't swallow it because it's so dry. It's getting my stuck in my throat. And I like ended up getting the whole thing down and the whole family, like 20 people like, yeah, <laughs> like, clapping. And I was like, I told my parents later, I was like, man, our family is so boring because they're just like all the, all families like that. Italians, Jews. Yeah. Um, yeah. A- any sort of big, strong, strong, like a strong immigrant culture. Yeah. Has like, I mean, we have Nathan's <clears throat> hot dog eating. It's like yeah, the same thing, it's the same right? Same thing. Eat the hot dog. But I feel, I feel like there's something in this movie that it's like this resonated hardcore with like all of those people, yeah. and then all of the waspy people that are like a little bit buttoned up. They get to go in like Abe. Totally. You get to be the tourist. Yeah. And we haven't seen this yet, but you get to be the tourist and be like, oh wow. Also, it's giving you if you don't come from a family like that, and my and mm-hmm. uh, like I I didn't come from a family like that, but. It, it gives you permission to come in and laugh and enjoy the ridiculousness that you may have like yes. seen from the outside. You yes. Know? Like yeah. we've, we, we mentioned while we were watching this about how much we love Greek diners. Greek diners are the truth. They're the best. The mm-hmm. best. And it's like, because this, those stereotypes that are even in this movie from 18 years ago are still mm-hmm. there. Like, the coffee, the old man with the notepad, the, yeah. the dirty menus. It's just like, yeah. They're the best. Yeah. You know. Yeah. One thing I love about Greek diners, dirty menu. <laughs> Give me them dirty coffee Give stained menu. Dirty coffee stained menu. Listen, I love a dirty menu. If I go into a restaurant and it's got a dirty menu, I'm like I'm given a, a few bonus points. I just double check and I see on that dirty menu if it says chicken Slovakia platter. And yeah, then I get that's it. That's true. It, the menu has to either be really dirty or really clean. Like I don't want anything in the middle. I don't want someone who's like kind of clean their their menus. It's yeah. either I don't give a shit about the menu and it's gonna have coffee all over it, and we're not printing new ones because yeah. that costs money. Well, that's yeah. even in the in the thing. Like the there's a guy. The son is designing yeah. the new menu. Yeah, yeah. the dad, the dad is too. like it's yeah. Not, and then right there is an example of like change or change or or stay the same. Yeah. Like the yeah. fight of the cultures. Yeah. Or I want my menu to come in like a like a like a Altoids tin that like has take home granola when I'm done with it or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Like eleven minutes. Eleven minutes park. Um no middle ground. The uh let's talk about how they met. Because yeah. Because I was kind of Well, it has the classic she's all that yeah, we've, to it. Yeah. What well, how do you mean? Because I have she's a, like Look at this ugly lady yeah. with glasses. Yeah, exactly. Like they mm. definitely fall into the rom com trope early on. That's that's what's interesting about it is like the she kind of starts to have the awakening, and it's not because of him. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. basically like you know she has the I want to do something with my life. I don't fall into the traditional roles of. Oh, I'm that's not a good ma- point. Like I'm not married because like my sister was, and I'm not cranking out babies. Like I'm thirty and I'm unmarried, but I'm, which is a little bit Sex in the City. It's like I'm unmarried. Uh, but I, I won't go to school. I want to do these other things, you know? And, but you're right. She's like totally frumped up 
And then all of a sudden she <laughs> learns how to put in contacts mm-hmm. at 30. And sits you know, with the cool kids in college. It, yeah, exactly. After we the kids are making fun of it'd be amazing if she just brought out some like ridiculous Greek food. She just eats like 10 baklava. Yeah, she, right she just gets out like a ham and American cheese sandwich. Yeah, she exactly. lights some cheese on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a little halloumi. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she kind of already has the she's all that moment, like the awakening. And then so she's already, which is kind of a, a thing of life, you know, yeah. like when you're in kind of when it's almost like when you're moving in your in your own aura, your 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 pheromones and your attractiveness are setting that off, you know? Yeah. So it's like she didn't really need Corbett to bring her out like she'd already had the aha moment with him. But then she was like, I'm moving this other way in my life. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if, like, when we watch the n- next scene, if he, like, realizes he's like, oh, you're the ugly lady from the restaurant? <laughs> Holy shit. Are you serious? Because, yeah, she she starts putting That's, on her... Oh, so I assume that he recognized her. He, you he think... did. He did. He did. Oh. He did. I, I, th- you know, I think, I think he kind of had to think for like, I I don't know. I mean, you know what? I actually... Like that's, that's... I take it back. I don't think he does. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not. You know, actually, you're right. I don't think he does because then he's going to meet the family. Yes, and, and he's, he's going to be, like, be like, "This oh, is your family. This is your your like wild, your big fat Greek wow. family." Wow, this is interesting. And I, yeah, and he's yeah, like, "Oh, I'm I just assumed a waspy." White I assumed dude. that he didn't. I don't know what I thought. Huh. Well, I I mean, I kind of just it'll be interesting to see, but I I think there's a chance of him being into her. Yeah. Um, because then that takes her out. I mean, then she's going to have to deal with, like, I'm 100% sure this will be a theme. Then she has to deal with, like, her future and her past. Mm-hmm. And, like, like we all do, you know? That it's, like, yes, he's my dad. Yes, he's, like, a fucking asshole. But he's my dad. And he's, like, mm. did everything for us. Yeah. And, like, yes, like, you're a cool young person. I'm sorry my family is, like, too loud for you. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so I, I think he doesn't realize also, it is cool that she made those decisions for herself, and that is what gave her the confidence to even be flirtatious with him. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I know she wasn't flirtatious. Like, no, she, like, hid, she hid behind the cash register the first time she saw him, and then hid behind the water cooler the second time. The second time, but then, then the third, the third time, time she was trapped. She was on a phone call. She couldn't. I think she would have. She was, but it, she she did come out of her shell through. She came out of her shell really quickly. Yeah. For yeah. someone who knew who hid behind a water cooler, and then next thing you know, they're sitting behind their desk, and he and she's like booping his nose. That was yeah. like a really fast transition. Well, yeah. he saw her, he's she saw him get the shit kicked out of him by by Grammy, mm-hmm. and then she made a fool of herself. So they both. That's something I want to ask. Is like is is slapstick comedy really like in a lot of romantic? comedies like yeah like him getting beat up by grandma yeah like the family's grandma kind of like running around being lost and then her getting like yoinked back by the i mean i mean i yeah i think so i also think a theme that's going to be in a lot of rom-coms is wacky old people i mean Mm -hmm. like hey when harry met is like i'll have what she's having yeah yeah. it's always it's always like oh we need to bring back wacky old people oh dude there's going to be definitely some wacky old people yeah in the movies we're going to watch i mean there's the th- WOP. Wacky old people. The wet old pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot, because that's what's funny. It's like, I don't, th- it works 
it's definitely not laugh out loud funny. I wonder if when you're in a theater, if everyone's like, ah! Yeah. Like, but it definitely... But it was used as a device to get them to open up with each other really fast, where yeah. normally that would have taken like a long yeah. time. I mean, that was them falling is the is Meg Ryan in real life losing her phone. That it's just like, you look, <laughs> you get... You, you call my phone. Yeah, you get like, you your record skips, and then you have yeah. to... You take the mask off and then you're giving other people COVID. No, I'm kidding. You take your mask off and then you're all of a sudden you're a little more vulnerable and able to be yourself. Yeah. I mean, when you think about how much physical comedy Carrie Bradshaw does. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It also, yeah, it just kind of like it's the palate cleanser of... Because there's always the awkwardness, especially in these movies. There's all the awkwardness, like, um, hey, oh, sorry, is the it's you? Oh, and then someone's like, yep, and they just yeah, drop yeah. a tray of drinks, and then he's yeah. like, man, uh, can't believe you dropped those drinks. Well, you made me drop the drinks, yeah. <laughs> you know. Then it's it's like, bam, all of a sudden, all cards are on the table, and we're in our next act of, oh, now we're connected. And, mm. you know, we're ready to go out to dinner together. Totally. I wonder if people do that. I wonder if anyone's like tried that in real life. Like, oh, I see someone I'm interested in. I'm going to purposely take a spill or a fall or. That's a. Like a, like a pickup artist technique. I think that like, was in the, in the show Cheers. I think coach, the coach that was like the guy that owned the bar or something yeah. like that said he would, he, one time he like fell down a flight of stairs to impress a woman, you know, I mean, like I bet there's people that do that. You I, know? I, I, I'm not against it. I'll do it. Dude, I'll walk in front of a car. I'll walk in front of a car to, to impress anyone. Not even, like, not just you anyone. I'll just me do through it. a straw for the rest of my life. Let's, but we fell in love. Exactly. <laughs> I just need approval. I'll hurt myself. We're in love. She has to wipe my ass, but we're together forever. Um, also, I ha- I do have to say, um, there was a good line that was when the when Nia is explaining they're trying to get the dad to let her go to college, mm-hmm. and she's like, he's never going to go for it. And she's oh, like, yeah. man is the head of the household. And she's like, but the woman is the neck. Yeah. And the head can't turn anywhere without the neck. And I was like, that's, that's, that's interesting. So well, it's funny because like there, the thing that I think is interesting about this movie and other movies will see like this, but especially this one, because it was the most successful romantic comedy for years mm-hmm. is that it's family friendly. So it's like got the subversion of like, I want to go to college and like, like, it's kind of like. Yep, it is a, a male head of the household patriarchy thing, um, but also we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna take care. Yeah, of yeah, that. Totally. yeah. But it's yeah. like all within under the umbrella of family friendly. Yeah. you know. Um. Well, I'm really excited for this project. I'm yeah. excited to see where it goes. I'm really excited <clears throat> to see what happens in the second act. I'm excited that you all have joined us mm-hmm. on this so far. Um. Yeah. This is just. This is. This is awesome. So yeah. I'm like super pumped to be watching a movie rather than Sex and the City. Yeah, totally. Same here. So when we come back, we're gonna we're Watch gonna it. start on minute twenty nine of Big Fat Greek Wedding. See yeah. where we go. We're gonna go to Act Two. We're gonna and go. Then we're gonna go to Zorbas. We're gonna go to Zorbas. We're gonna get a Spanakopita and a Musaka, a Muscaca. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to doing more. We're the Bradshaw Boys. Later, taters. Later, taters. Later, taters.